This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Patricia Blondheim. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Blondheim, and today we have good neighbor Josh Lowenthal. Josh is the owner and shareholder at the law offices of Joshua Lowenthal here in Tuscaloosa. Josh, how are you? I'm good, Patricia. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you. It was great to meet you at the Chamber of Commerce. You're a new member of the Chamber of Commerce, so we welcome you here in Tuscaloosa. But tell us about the law offices of Joshua Lowenthal. Absolutely. And and I'm excited to be here. And I was excited to be involved in, in the chamber as well. I'm also, uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm also a part of Leadership Tuscaloosa, the Leadership Institute that is, is run by the Chamber of Commerce. So I'm part of this year's uh, cohort. And that's been an incredibly rewarding uh, experience with uh, Alicia Gregory and her team over there. Um, but quickly, just a little bit about me. Uh, I am a solo law firm owner. Uh, I am an attorney, a business and tax attorney, uh, licensed both in Michigan, where I'm originally born and raised, as well as here in Alabama. Uh, We are a boutique law firm that really focuses in on two distinct areas of law. Um, The first area is what I call uh, business empire building. So specifically, what I do is I work with small business owners, uh, current and soon to be, in building, growing, scaling, and selling uh, business empires through the use of holding corporations. In addition to that, uh, my background is specifically hyper-technical in tax. So all things uh, state, local, and federal tax uh, related is a lot of the work that I do as well. Uh, so help at the tax plan at the end of the year, um, tax plan throughout the um, throughout the year, right? Dealing with different issues as well as um, helping fight the IRS, right? When those tax notices roll in and the government says, "Hey, uh, you owe you us you owe us more money." Um, and I make sure that we get it right and that taxpayers aren't paying more than they are legally and ethically required to. Okay, so this is something, until I met you, I sort of related to CPAs. That mm-hmm. um, this, is a, this is what I would expect out of my CPA. Tell me, differentiate this for me, because this was, a, this was an eye-opener. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a really great question, and I think something that, people often get confused about a lot, right? What is the difference between, say, my CPA and my tax attorney? Uh, And there are a number of distinctions between the two. So I'll start with CPAs and then kind of explain what we do as tax lawyers that that is different. Uh, But the first big difference is that your CPAs are what we call certified public accountants, right? They have a very specific set of training, typically based off of GAAP principles, generally accepted accounting principles to report and account for everything that has happened in the past year in your business. That is often why we, when we go to an accountant, they help you prepare your tax returns both for yourself and your business. They help audit 
businesses on occasion, making sure that all the numbers look right. And they also prepare financial statements. What are the assets of the business? How much money does the business have? And then what are the liabilities of the business, right? How much does the business owe? Now, when you look at the what accountants do, the majority of their training, what they do in school, is actually accounting, right? How, how do we actually put these numbers in place? How do these numbers make sense? Where do they fall on the tax return? Um, now, a lot of people tend to think that, well, because accountants do my taxes, they obviously know the tax law inside and out. Um, and that's not always necessarily the case. They have some training in tax law, but not nearly as robust as tax attorneys. So now let's hop over to the other side. What do tax attorneys do? Tax attorneys do a number of different things. First and foremost, uh, a big difference is going to be our education. Me personally, I spent three years in law school, and then I also had an additional year of education specifically in tax law. And so I, all my classes were learning how to interpret both statutory law as well as the regulations and other IRS guidance that they put out in terms of how this country taxes its citizens at the end of the day. So most of the work that I do is not actually tax preparation, but tax analysis and planning. Someone comes to me and says, hey, I'm making X amount of dollars in my business. I want to save Y amount of dollars, right? What are the things that I can do to do that? Can I, can I take these expenses? Can I hire these contractors to save money? And then using my knowledge within the confines of the law, I can advise that, yes, you can pay these contractors. You can pay that housekeeper. You can go buy that truck. Or no, you can't because that will get disallowed. And then in addition to that, um, the other thing that I do and tax attorneys do that CPAs can't is that I'm actually licensed to practice in front of the U United States Tax Court. So a lot of people will go to their accountants when they get audited. Um, but once you kind of get through the audit process, that's when a tax attorney will take over to either take the case to the Internal Revenue's um, Independent um, Appeals Office or petition the case in front of the United States Tax Court and actually advocate for their clients there. Right. So important distinction, because I don't think a lot of people are really aware of this, that um, the tax, your, your tax preparer, your accountant, they deal with the concrete numbers. Like this is where I put those numbers. This is what theoretically you can and can't do but they're not equipped to deal with the possibilities of, um, of, of creating a different tax structure for you. They take what you give them and they deal with it appropriately and they can take you through the audit process. But there is another level to this where if you truly want to run a business that takes full advantage of the tax laws, which can work in your favor and not against you, then you need another professional. You need a tax attorney, someone cool. who's able to the possibilities and the potential inside of um, inside of your operational strategy to acquire wealth. Am I misinterpreting you? No, I, I think that you're spot on. 
right? And that's a lot of what I do. So oftentimes when I say I work in helping build seven-figure business empires, really what I do is I work with your business owners, right? Oftentimes who have multiple different LLCs or limited liability companies or C corporations, other taxable type entities. And using my background as a lawyer, I create structures in terms of how those entities are owned and the tax implications behind those uh, structures to help maximize the internal revenue code to their advantage. Right. So this, I mean, the potential here is for anyone who wants to make money. You don't necessarily have to have a brick and mortar business. Um, you don't have to be an independent contractor, say a, a, a real estate agent, just as an example. Um, you could be somebody who, who flips houses. You could be somebody, right? You could be, um, you could be somebody who does these things on the side um, to create a, a larger, um, a, a larger, a larger potential for wealth in any part of your life that involves money. Am I, am I interpreting you correctly? Yeah, I, I think you're hearing it exactly correctly, right? I mean, the benefits of a tax lawyer really come into play anytime you're doing something related where you were doing the business. So whether that's a side hustle, right, where you're kind of selling, right, lawyers talk about widgets, um, so I'm going to use widgets, but, you know, whether that's you're selling widgets out of your house, right, during Christmas time, or, you know, you're driving for Uber, and then in, adi in addition to your actual job, or if you are that manufacturer, right, that owns that manufacturing facility down the road, I mean, a, a tax attorney is going to be useful in both situations. So, uh, so I guess where I'm driving is that there really is nobody who's too small, right? You've got, you've got an Airbnb. That's not too small to, to contact you and find the most advantageous way to run that business. That that's absolutely correct, Patricia. So it's it's really any anybody, whoever wh whoever wherever, um, where it's really beneficial to come to come and talk to me. And then in addition to that, being a lawyer, right? Because not only am I thinking at this through the lens of taxes, right? How to save you money, put more money in your pocket, but I'm also thinking through it from a legal liability perspective, right? So what does the law say in order to protect you? So that say that let's use an Airbnb, for example, say somebody is staying in an Airbnb and something happens, right? Somebody gets hurt, God forbid, right? As a lawyer, well, I want to make sure that that doesn't fall on you so that if you get sued, that someone doesn't come and claim all of your assets, right? Get access to your personal bank accounts, your house, your pension, whatever it is. And that's the benefit of talking to a lawyer because I'm thinking through it through both lenses. Okay, wonderful. What an asset you are. Well, how did you how did you how did you end up here? What was um what was the road that you took? How was what was your journey? Yeah, yeah. So uh, and I, I guess in terms of here in Tuscaloosa or or as a lawyer. Well, how did you end up how did you end up being a a tax attorney? And and um you know what 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 brought you to Tuscaloosa? I'm always interested to know why Tuscaloosa. Yeah, absolutely. So Tus Tuscaloosa, we, 
I'd like to say we're as of at least as of this recording, right? We've been here just about a year, um, and so it's been really, really exciting and rewarding. Uh, we, we've loved the community so far, and what brought us down here is my wife is actually a professor at the university, so I, I tend to find a lot of people university affiliated find their way down here, um, and. We didn't know what to expect coming from the Midwest, and we've been pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's really been a wonderful um, time, and you really can't beat the weather. So uh, I, I will say I don't I don't miss the snow at all. Um, <laughs> but in terms of my, my legal career and kind of how I found my way into tax, really, um, I followed a more untraditional path. Your average tax attorney tends to have some kind of financial background or education right? Oftentimes they are CPAs or economics or finances of some kind, management sometimes. Um, then they either earn their CPA and then go become a tax lawyer afterwards, or they go right into the legal field um, knowing that this is the area they want to be in. Me personally, um, I actually have a background in psychology and political science. Um, and so really, I kind of took a left turn. But uh, as nerdy as it sounds, uh, when I was in law school, I didn't know what I wanted to do just yet. I just knew I really wanted to own my own law firm. Um, and I took a class in federal income taxation, right? The like the building blocks of how this country taxes citizens, right? What is taxable? What isn't taxable? What is deductible? What isn't? What is a tax credit? What is a tax deduction? And what are the differences there? And I loved how the interconnection between policy, because so much of what we do with tax law is actually driven by public policy and logical thinking, which was a lot of my background in political science and psychology. And so tax kind of was that perfect field and merger between those two areas. And then the rest, as they kind of say, is history. I started taking more classes, um, studying getting deeper into the issue. So I started studying corporate taxation, partnership taxation, international taxation, uh, and loved every second of it. I also um, took a class. Uh, I started interning with the IRS. So I did an internship with the IRS and loved that and the inner workings of the federal government for just a moment there. Um, and then after graduating, I moved directly over into the public accounting firms. So I spent some time at a regional accounting firm and then some time at KPMG, which is a large, uh, one of the big four public accounting firms in the world, over 100,000 plus employees uh, working in the international tax space. And so specifically what we were doing was working with uh, auto part manufacturers based in the U.S. that had international corporate structures. And we were doing deals, helping them buy and sell, helping them reorganize. Uh, so really doing high level work. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I loved how technical it was. I loved how um, how much it really caused me to think and question and learn um, during that time as well. It was also 2017. So the most recent round of tax um tax reform, right, was in 2017. And so I really got to study that and learn that, uh, which was incredibly rewarding. Um, and it, it's really just been an, an amazing journey. So I guess after that, and now I've kind of, I know I've gone off on a tangent about how I really found myself in my own firm, but 
I, I loved working with large corporations, um, but really wanted to start working with with um, Main Street USA. And so after KPMG uh, and spending a little bit of time at a large law firm, I, I went out on my own because I wanted to make a real impact in my community uh, and work with local business owners and leaders. And I, I am a firm believer that the only way to do that is with your own law firm. Um, just because these these large accounting firms work at such a high level. So Josh, can you tell us about, I'm sure people have a lot of misconceptions about what you do. Can you share a misconception about what people, uh, you know, might think about tax attorneys? Yeah, uh, of course. So I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions that that I I see as a tax attorney, um, and we kind of talked about it a little bit be beforehand. But this there's this there's this misconception that as a tax attorney I prepare taxes, right? And let me be clear. Uh, well, I probably could prepare your taxes. You you don't want me anywhere near your taxes at, at all. That's really for the accountants. Um, that's what they are good at. That's what they uh, train to do, right? And oftentimes I work hand in hand with accountants, but tax attorneys don't prepare tax returns at all. Instead, a lot of what I do is I think about tax law, right? So uh, someone comes to me and says, hey, Josh, do I need to prepare this form? I uh, recent example uh, of something that I'm dealing with right now. Uh, had a business, had a, a student come to me, foreign student come to me and said, hey, I received this gift from my parents to help buy a house. Is there anything I need to do? That that That's a question I deal with, right? I had to think through it and say, yes, we have reporting requirements here in the US saying that if you receive a foreign gift, right, money from somewhere else, that you have to report that here in the US. But the actual mechanism for doing that, doing that reporting, not me. Instead, I work with my colleagues over in the accounting firms to actually make sure that that gets filed and gets reported correctly. Wonderful. Well, I, I mean, I am really bowled over by the complexity of what you do. Um, and you must, <laughs> you've got to work really hard at it. Yeah. But isn't there, <laughs> when you, what? <laughs> <laughs> but when you're when you're not working, and I find that laughable because you probably work a lot. What do you do for fun? Yeah, no, I, you, you know it's it's funny. I, it, you, you say it's complicated, and for me, it's it's so I, I do it so much these days that it's so much second nature, um, and, and I love it. Right at the end of the day, like I I love what I do. I love working with taxpayers. I love getting like real results uh, more than anything else. Where there's that like aha of like oh I didn't know I could do that. And I could, and I can save money today. A great quick example is there are some new tax credits out there. Tax credits are a dollar for dollar reduction of your tax. Um, and there's new tax credits that went into effect at the start of this year with um, electric vehicles. So now not only can you get a tax credit uh, for buying a new electric vehicle, but you can also get a tax credit for buying a used um, electric vehicle. A lot of people don't know that. And the installation of the charger in your home can also be uh, eligible for a tax credit. People don't know that. And when I provide that to them, um, it, it just 
you know, you just see the eyes light up like, oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. But anyways, that's not the question. The question was, what do I do for fun? Um, and for me, it's, I do a couple of different things. But most importantly, I love spending time with my family. Uh, so my wife and my son um, here in town, we, we try to go as much uh, out and about as we possibly can, um, going to sporting events and doing all that there is to see here in Tuscaloosa. And then personally as well, I'm actually an avid backpacker and, and camper. So I love getting out in nature and and as ironic as it is, I love unplugging. Um, as a lawyer, I mean, we're we're so in, we're so plugged in all the time. My email, my Zoom, my phone, and so sometimes it's nice for me to just kind of take a step back and you know recharge the batteries. There are so many great places here to camp and get outside and do and do hiking. So you must yeah. be in hog heaven. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, between Tuscaloosa. And, you know, you kind of go up near Birmingham area and the Pinhoti Trail. It's just unbelievable down here. Yeah, Alabama's the most biodiverse state in the United States. A lot of people don't know that. I I did not know that till just now. So uh, can um, can you, I mean, we're going to switch a little bit and talk about uh, life challenges, right? Something that yeah. has, that you have overcome that has made you a stronger person. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll share a, a very personal story um, from from my career because I I don't talk about it a lot, and I think from the outset people see it as kind of kind of see the career progression and think, oh yeah, no that that makes sense. But uh, one of the things that I do talk about um, early on in my career, I actually really struggled, um, and I really struggled working. Um, with, in particular, I had one partner that I worked with um, when I was at the law firm. And I remember vividly, and to this day, I still keep this with me as a reminder of both how far I've come and what my mission is as a lawyer. But it, it was a mid-year review. And in that review, he shared that he was not confident in my skills at all as a lawyer. He didn't feel that I was personal enough. He didn't feel that my work was quality enough. He didn't feel that I was really ever going to amount to anything as a lawyer. And as a new, um, what we call a baby lawyer, right? I had only been out for a year or two at that point. That really hurt. Um, And it really caused quite a, a large existential crisis for me. And as I launched my law firm, it's something that I took to heart in every relationship that I brought, uh, every relationship that I worked with, with a new client, right? For every new client that I worked with, because I wanted to make sure that not only was I going to be a good attorney for them, but I was going, going to be the best attorney that they've ever had the opportunity to work with and get results that far and exceeded whatever their expectations were. Because I personally believe in the work that I do. I know it makes a difference and I know that it can make a difference in their lives as well. And so that's something that I carry with me each and every day because it, it, it was, it caused such an existential crisis for me. Um, and working through that, I think has really made me a, a better lawyer, but also more importantly, a better person too. Yeah. I mean, way to, way to take something that was, that was that was really, that was really a blow 
way to take the blow, man, and make it and, and, and make yourself better with it. That's that shows your inner that you have some significant inner strength and grit. Absolutely. Thank you. What, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it would have taken a lot of people down. Not going to lie to you. Well, what's the, um, before we sign off, right? We're at the mm-hmm. end. What, what's the one thing you wish our listeners knew? What would you like them to take away about um, the law offices of Joshua Lowenthal? I, I think the biggest thing to, to take away is that I'm here. I'm here in town. I'm, and I believe strongly in this community, even as even as someone who's new, right? I I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to be a, a integral part of each and every listener's business, as whether we're regardless of where they're at on that journey. And the best thing to do right now is just to come have a conversation with me. Um, I do offer you know, free 15 minute consults. Um, So come talk to me. I want to learn about you, your business, what you're doing, what you're thinking about, right? And not just about the business, but I actually want to learn about you, right? What what drives you? What makes you tick? Because that in turn um, helps our entire community grow. And what I mean by that is that the more that we learn together, right, the more our entire community rises, Um, and so that's a, a big belief of mine um, and something that I try to carry through my practice. And I'm more important, mo- most importantly, I guess what I'm saying is I- I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to serve this community. A rising tide lifts all boats. No pun intended. Absolutely. Okay, pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> how can listeners learn more, Josh? How, how can they contact you? Yep. So, so the best thing to do is you can come find me on my website, joshualowenthal.com. I'm also available on all socials. So LinkedIn, um, X, formerly Twitter and Facebook. Uh, so reach out to me, give me a call. Um, I'd love to chat with you, get to know you. Wonderful. Josh, it was great to get to know you. Thanks for stopping by the studio today. Thank you so much, Patricia. I really enjoyed being here. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Northport. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpnorthport.com. That's gnpnorthport.com. Or call 205-809-4910.